Hello everybody and welcome to Player One on Sin, the best place for all your video game news. I'm Zach and this week I'm joined by Nathan, Connor and Eleni and we have a great, great show coming up. As always, we're going to be going through the rapid fire news and the new releases of the week. I'm going to be talking a bit about what we've been playing, I'm going to be talking a bit about some delays especially Breath of the Wild 2, that got announced just today. I'm going to be talking a bit about some gaming counterparts, and more to come in the following hours after that. And if you want to hear more great content, you can check out Player One's podcast. There's so much up. Connor has recently put up a Crash Team Racing Nitro-fueled review, a Tetris Effect review, and a Popeye review. There's also an interview with Canberra-based Twitch streamer Elmza, and tons more on our podcast, on our YouTube. You can find those at Player One wherever you get your podcasts. Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the best places. You can also go to our socials. We're at Player One Sin on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like I said, a great first hour coming up, but things have been a bit tough lately. So if you are struggling, if you do need to talk to someone, please hit up some helplines. You can call Beyond Blue at 1-300-224-636. That's 1-300-224-636. Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800. That's 1-800-55-1800. Or QLife Helpline at 1-800-184-527. And now, folks, it's time for the news. Lots of, lots of fun news. Some things we'll be delving deeper into later on the show. But for now, some big headlines. Um, an update on Elden Ring speedrunning, of course. Um, YouTuber Distortion 2 has beaten their previous speedrun record. And they're the first gamer to complete Elden Ring in under 20 minutes, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. So the exact time is 18 minutes and 59 seconds. But I think that's an absolute feat. I can't even imagine. I've been playing it. I'll chat about it a bit later. But moving on, um, Super has announced his retirement from pro play and will be moving away from the Overwatch League after four seasons. Uh, Bandai Namco has announced One Piece Odyssey, a new JRPG, will be coming in 2022 to PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Um, honestly, I, I love One Piece. Like anyone knows, I love One Piece. And I, I am not excited for this. I like every single One Piece game that has come out has been an utter disappointment. So I'm, I'm like... I'm I'm being a cynic on this one. Damn, all right. <laughs> well, hopefully they're listening in now and they go, you know what, Nathan, we're going to prove you wrong. But speaking of other games that, you know, people have opinions about, Breath of the Wild 2 has officially been delayed to 2023 and that's something we'll be chatting about a bit later. Uh, Fortnite has introduced zero build mode, which removes the building gameplay elements of the game and basically turns it into a more shooting-based game. Um sort of ridding the game of the the chaotic building mechanics and people aren't really happy about it. It's kind of like, what's the point of having a Fortnite game without that mechanic? Like, I get you. I get, like, I do understand that. But as well, like, when 
when I was playing it, I never, I'd never wanted to build because it was like the way I didn't like the building. So for someone like yeah. me who used to play it, it's a nice inclusion. I can get behind it, that. Yeah, it's the same with me. Like I, I played it and I was like, like I had no idea what to do with the building or anything like that. So I, I, I kind of like am happy they added it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess it sort of diversifies the amount of people who were playing it. But another series, Apex Legends, will now be available on PS5 and Xbox Series S and X consoles, finally getting current-gen support, which is really exciting. Um, DC Universe Infinite, which is a digital comic subscription service, is finally available in Australia and New Zealand, which is really cool. We love getting subscription services like seven months later. It's pretty classic for Australia, but... Any yeah. DC fans, it's it's here for you. There's also a Marvel one um, that's already here, and um, I I prefer Marvel, but um, they're both pretty good, and I'd love to get into comics, so this is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's really good, and like the the DC um, Universe Infinite typically has sort of comics um, popping up like six months after the the print release so pretty much like most new content ends up there anyways which is awesome um but connor this one's for you um the final game in supermassive dark pictures anthology series is lining up to have a great cast um oscar nominated jesse buckley has been confirmed to be in the upcoming title the devil in me which is hell yeah supermassive games has been they're going to be busy this year and i'm excited this is probably out of all the dark pick dark um Dark Pictures Anthology so far they've been released. This is the one I'm most hyped up for. And when when and it's it's gonna be the end of part one of the series. We're still got gonna get another four more games out of these guys. Exactly. And I agree. I'm quite hyped because I feel like this one is gonna be the most horror-based, which is really exciting. Um, but in terms of horror, there are rumors circulating, folks, that EA's FIFA series could be getting renamed EA Sports Football Club, which is just a horrible, horrible name. Oh. Um, of course, this comes from trademark issues with the series' current name, which we've covered, I think, end of last year on the show. Yes. But they um, look, they could have picked something better. I don't know about EA Sports Football Club. That sounds like a, a knockoff sporting game. Yeah. Well, what else? Like, to be fair, what else are you going to call it, though? Like um, it's just going to be, it'd be EA football, but yeah, sure. I didn't see the biggest thing with it. That's a better idea. EA football is much better than EA <laughs> sports football club. Like EA isn't a football club. What are you talking about folks? Um, anyways, moving on to other great news, which we'll be covering oh, a bit later. This, um, GTA this. has launched a new subscription service called GTA plus for current gen users. And as I said, we'll, We'll be discussing this in, in forensic detail later on. Um, but lastly, some great news um, in the gaming industry. Um, Epic Games and Microsoft have, through Fortnite in-game purchases, raised over $100 million to be donated towards humanitarian relief in the ongoing Russo-Ukraine war, which is fantastic. Great to see the gaming community getting around, you know, real-life issues, donating, supporting in any way they can. Love to see it. Um, but Nathan, we've got some new gaming releases. Hit us with those. Uh, yes, so on April 5th, we have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga on PC, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, and Xbox One, and The Switch. Um, this is pretty, you know, um, pretty exciting. Um, then on April 7th, we've got Chrono Cross, um, the Radical Dreamers Edition on Switch, and also Slipstream on PS5. Xbox Series X and X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And on April 8th, we have Advance Wars 
one and two reboot camp on Switch. And yeah, those are all the releases, which is, you know, pretty pass, but um, I reckon the Lego thing is going to be cool. Now, we, we've had a lot, it's been a busy couple of months, and I will admit I've spent uh, too much money on video games, now I want to talk about them, because I can and I will. Um, to start off with, this one's a bit of a, it's a bit of, it's a bit of sweet pill to swallow here, but Chocobo GP, um, I've ranted about its terrible microtransaction practices and how much I hate Square Enix, but the sad part is it's not like the game itself, the actual kart racing gameplay is bad it's it's actually quite competent so i can't fault them for that so i've been playing a little bit of that not diving in too much um last friday however was a big week um because uh kirby and ghostwire tokyo came out on the same day and i've been playing both um kirby and the forgotten lands i think may be possibly the the game so far the game of the year in my opinion like Oof. there's just no other game that Ooh. competes Big with it praise. i'm, I'm sorry but you can turn you can make kirby try to eat a car and drive it around and i'm assuming he's driving it with his tongue which is even funnier um he can turn into giant stairs he can turn into a he can turn into like a fan he can turn into anything your mind desires because it's kirby and everyone loves kirby yeah, this is my first elden? kirby game sorry nathan what about elden ring eh. <laughs> kirby 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 for the win um but as well i've also been playing ghostwire tokyo which i love the setting i love the look of the game i love the feel of the game but I can see where people are saying that this game is boring after a while because the game has an open world when it doesn't need to. I feel like if this was just a linear narrative game where maybe some small exploration, kind of like I would say something like a Wolfenstein or a Doom, I think that would really benefit it. But we have an open world akin to something like an Ubisoft game, which yeah I, I love the aesthetic i love the presentation i love the visuals i love that you have cat you can read the mind of dogs and cats like how can you not how can you go wrong with that um but the game itself though good and i will stress that if you can get it like if it goes down in price on a sale pick it up it's definitely something worthy to play it's just not worth its asking price right now um but I could go on for about a bunch of games that I've played fairly recently, but does anyone else want to take the mantle from me until until I stop talking? I was going to say, um, I finally took the plunge and I bought a VR headset. Woohoo! And yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's a very fun little um, set of things. What, what games have you picked up for it? Um, I mostly got free games. Um, I haven't gotten any paid games yet. I got the... Um, the trial of um of uh Beat Saber and I'm planning on getting the actual game. It's just it wasn't letting me buy it for some reason. So <laughs> <laughs> why won't you let me buy you? Shut up and take my money. Nathan, would you invest in a horror game for VR? Oh, uh, I don't know. I 
I'm not really a fan of horror. I'd love to see you try and play Resident Evil 7 in I, VR. I was going to say, I was going to say, I could never do that. I like, lo- <laughs> God, I love no. horror games, but like watching people on YouTube play through Resident Evil 7 in VR, I was like, this is like the worst idea ever. I'll never recover. But um, in terms yeah, of. I kind of. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I kind of want to try Phasmophobia in VR. Oh, I've heard good things. I've heard good things about that in VR. Yeah, but like it would be so scary. Oh yeah, Eleni, what, what have you been playing? Um, yeah, I haven't been playing too much. Um, I have been playing Elden Ring. Um, very poorly, as we were just chatting before the show. Um, anyone who said this game is easy and isn't that hard was lying. You know, maybe compared to dark souls it's not as bad but it still doesn't make the game accessible in any way shape or form i still have to like sit up when i'm playing it and like be on my a game all the time it's not exactly like a calm casual gaming experience but it's a great game it's beautiful like it's definitely deserving of all the praise it's been getting and even though connor disagrees i think it's probably going to end up being game of the year because it is absolutely fantastic but that's been taking up most of my gaming time zach what have you got for us I haven't been playing anything new. There's been a lot of big releases that I've just been missing out on, but I have been working through some stuff in my backlog. Uh, I finally finished Dishonored. Uh, solid game. Took a while to get into it, but once I did, I was like, okay, I can see why people love this. I don't, but I do really like it. Um, I played Bastion, which was really fun, but at the same time, the entire time I was playing it, I was thinking, man, I could be playing Hades right now. Uh which I immediately did after finishing Bastion. I played Hades again for another, like, 20 hours because I'm obsessed with that game. Oh, Hades? It's it's, it's, so, it's good. so good. That got it's me th- so good. That got me through, like, a good solid part of, of lockdown, I think. Just because, like, I had it on the Switch and it was just, like, I would just sit on my couch, curl up, and just play that game. What a, like, it's not an underrated game clearly but in terms of the amount of people who know about it it is just such a great game this is brian wecht and you're listening to player one on sin what isn't a silly game is breath of the wild 2 and um it's been officially delayed until 2023 um with a spring 2023 gold uh release being the goal now i think Mm -hmm. and like it's better than like it coming out and being shit, but still kind of sucks. What I love about Nintendo is when you know something is going to have a delayed announcement, it's just going to be a black screen. <laughs> it's just going to be a plain black screen with the head of the head of the game in like, uh, so, Hey, this is happening. Um, we're delaying it. So peace out y'all. <laughs> I will say, I'm not overly surprised. I also don't really particularly care. Like, it's been such a long wait for this game. Part of me thinks they could be trying to do a fun little thing by syncing up the uh, release date with the release date of the first game, which would be really neat if they do that. Um, I'm more interested in the fact that they showed more footage from the game and what appeared to be a a shattered Master Sword in the the little random, like, B-roll. I don't know if they meant to show footage they hadn't shown yet because they did it without any ceremony whatsoever. But it's cool to see. It was like two seconds worth, but it's a good two seconds. No, that's what, like, I think that's what really, like, bothered me about this whole thing is, yeah, I didn't think any of us were surprised to hear the game had been delayed. We haven't seen basically any footage or heard any news. So um, 
I was definitely expecting this, you know, Anuma got up and did an apology, you know, said it'll be releasing 2023. And then, yeah, they just teased us at the end with like a broken master sword. It's like, what's going on? And then you see like a mark glowing on um, Link's hand, which people are like, you know, I don't think that's the Triforce of Courage. It's some other mark. So that's what got me that they were like, we're delaying it, but let's just really blow your minds and make you <laughs> kind of freak out for a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of games getting delayed. I think, you know, we've discussed this a lot, but there's nothing worse than a rushed release, a game getting rushed. And I think Nintendo are probably the best example of making sure that their games are never rushed, maybe to the point where games get delayed for years and years and years. But I think it's very rare that Nintendo release a game that isn't polished. So I'm not worried. This doesn't send off alarm bells for me. I think it just means that this game is going to be absolutely amazing. And I, I can see it being better, if not, you know, better than Breath of the Wild, if not the best Zelda game. I'm always excited. So I'm not worried. I think it was the most expected news any of us could have gotten from from Zelda, to be honest. Uh, I will say, at least with this, this has gotten more updates to the actual games released than Metroid Prime 4, which we're heading oh. into. We've <laughs> headed into three years uh, since that delay announcement. When they in were the meantime, the like, scratch. since delaying Metroid or announcing Metroid Prime 4, they announced and then released Metroid 5, which yes. <laughs> boggles the mind. Uh, but going back to the Breath of the Wild announcement, uh, one other thing that just, and this has nothing to do with the game whatsoever, but I just found it so distracting during this little minute-long video they put out, is that Aonuma was wearing a black blazer in a black background, <laughs> and it kind of just looked like he was sinking into the screen a little bit. And that has nothing to do with anything, I just thought it was really funny. No, I'm glad you noticed that as well, because like part of me was like, like, what's going on here? Like, it was all such a weird, like, moment where I'm like, did they even it's mean like, to, like, dreamscape release... Dreamscape Yeah, I was like, did they even mean to release this, like, little video? Like, part of me was like, they haven't edited this. And then when they, yeah, when they showed the footage of, of a broken Master Sword, I was like, what have they done here? They've just, they've really just confused us all, haven't they? They're very clever. They're so smart how they do that. But, um, yeah, Zach, what do you... What are you hoping to see, I guess, in the next six months for Zelda? Do you want like a trailer, gameplay footage? Do you think we're going to get any of it? I think we'll get a title drop at, like, you know, <laughs> within, in I don't know, September, we'll have a direct focused entirely on the sequel to Breath of the Wild, but we're not actually going to show it to you now because uh, they do that a lot. They um, do. But they'll start to trickle things after E3 probably. I, f I think they'll focus until then on probably Splatoon 3 as their main sort of focus at the moment. And then, like, once that's out of the way, I can't think of any other big Nintendo releases on the horizon. No. Uh, if there are, the first let half me know. of the year, we got plenty, but for the second half of the year, we're looking a little bit dry. I don't think they'll really have any big releases in the meanwhile, like, no. in the lead-up to Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, the only other thing, actually, now that I've just been thinking about it, is Pokemon, uh, which we'll see a bit of that. But once Pokemon's out of the way, it's just all going to be Breath of the Wild 2 news because it's going to be their biggest release probably since the first one. Oh, definitely. That's such a good call. And I, again, as I was saying, I always back Nintendo, but it seems like they're really putting their heart and soul into this sequel. And I'm very intrigued. They keep doubling down on how much of the content is going to be focused in the sky, which is very interesting. And of course, you know, they re-released Skyward Sword. So it kind of has my brain going about like the connections between those two games. I even saw on like Twitter today, someone was like, 
this game is going to be like directly connected to Skyward Sword and it's going to be the same link. And I was like, that's not true, but like, God, I hope not. God, I hope not. I still don't like Skyward Sword. I like yeah, Skyward I, Sword. I, I don't think anyone likes Skyward Sword. I love, wow. Sky, I love Skyward Jeez, Sword. I think, Nathan. Okay, it's fine. It's a fine game, but I don't want to play it ever again. And we're going to get into a bit of a uh, discussion, debate, rant, argument, whatever you want to call it, about uh, gaming naming counterparting. Uh, because there was a bit of an announcement that uh, Rivet from the new Ratchet and Clank game was originally going to be called Gadget Ratchet, which is an I, I interesting. Just oh, just Gadget. Oh, oh, yeah. Gadget, which is an interesting choice. And there's sort of been a trend of games giving not great names to counterparts, usually when they have like a female counterpart to a male character. And they're usually bad. They're almost always very bad, actually. Uh, one that, that jumps to my brain, given that we we're just talking about Zelda, is when they decided to name the female counterpart to Link, Linkle. And I hate that name with a burning, <laughs> dying, flaming passion. Um, I kind of don't like um, Waluigi. Oh, how, I, oh, how dare you? You like, will not I, say a... How dare you say... A bad thing against the good name of Waluigi. <laughs> but look, I get I get Wario because W is like an upside down M for Mario. But Waluigi, that's just taking Wa from Wario and adding on Luigi, not you know. I, I, I will say yeah, but... about that one, it is sort of a, a, a getting lost in translation little thing because wa in Japanese can be taken to mean like bad. So it, it literally means bad Mario in Wario's case and bad Luigi in Waluigi's case, but it doesn't translate over, like, at all. So you yeah. just end up with, wah, Luigi. Yeah, but <laughs> who is Wario going to have as their tennis partner, okay? What, that's why Waluigi's there, and you know what? He'll always be there because of Waluigi. I'll not, I'll not let you discriminate the good name of, of Waluigi. <laughs> there, there is a there is a much worse Mario option, uh, and I think but, Eleni, you wanted to talk about this one. I did. That was sort of my my first thought when I was thinking about you know gaming counterparts. It's um, good old Toad and Toadette. I think it's just like you know going back to what you were saying, Zach, about like why can't they just use more realistic names or just you know <laughs> like it doesn't have to be like something stupid that sounds like it. Um. And even just the the design of Toadette, I don't particularly like um, just anything about Toadette, really. I think it's a real shame because I think Toad is sort of a, a fan favorite character. Um, but Toadette sucks. And it's a shame that, I don't know, when we make up female counterparts, because I guess typically with gaming, it's usually the the male that's the main character and then the female they bring on later on, you know, just to be diverse or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're never very good, are they? I just always no. imagine the pitch meetings where they're like, yeah, you know what's a good female equivalent to Link? And then, Linkle. yeah, like anything else. Uh, pain. Any, anything else. Um, yeah, I don't know. Connor, have you got any ones that you think are bad, even any um, good ones? I've got good ones. Like I love, uh, good, if, if we count Jack and Daxter as counterparts of one another, that's a good one. Um, I hate Sonic and Shadow because Shadow's just 
the true definition of people trying to be like, what's an angsty teenager? <laughs> see, see, I kind of like it when they make it when they make Shadow so over the top that it's funny. But Sonic Team is rarely ever self-aware enough to actually do oh, that, no. and they, they usually they play it straight, and it's a disaster. Because actually, as a concept, it should be hilarious. It's just not. One that actually came into mind for some reason. I don't know why it just didn't come up till now, but um, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. That'd be, uh, that'd be my go-to. Oh, yeah, Wait, as good ones or bad as ones? As a good one. Good okay. one. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one because they're more or less the same but different. Mm. Yeah, and I think the thing with counterparts is if they are created at similar times, it usually works well. Like if one's brought in to sort of mirror the other one, then it's okay because then the kind of characters are made to like, I guess, be opposites of each other. But I think for me, counterparts, sort of like, you know, them wanting to name the female equivalent of Ratchet Gadget or or the other alternative name was Ratchet, but spell it R-A-C-H-E-T-T-E, which is basically the same as Toda. Like, let's just make the name more feminine. Um, That's awful. That's so bad. That's terrible. Right, I think Jesus. that's the issue when they when they try to bring it on later. I think it always ends up being a bit of a disaster because it definitely feels um, like an afterthought. What do we think of Ryu and Ken? Yeah, they're fine. Like, here's the thing: Ryu and Ken are such separate characters that they don't feel like counterparts. I think that that kind of gets to the core of the problem: is when the character is made to be a counterpart, but is at least a separate character. It kind of worked. Like, like the example that comes to my mind is Mega Man and then Zero. Like, they're made as separate characters, not just here's the woman version. We added an et to the end. That's how you. It's it's Mega Man and Mega Man et. Oh God. <laughs> oh Mega Man and Mega Woman. How oh. how original? Don't put Nathan. Don't put ideas in their head. Okay, we don't need that. And now, folks, we will be discussing some heavy content in the gaming world. So please, if anything that is spoken about is upsetting, absolutely get in contact with those numbers that Connor spoke about just before on the show. But we're going to head straight in. We've got more to cover in regards to the Activision Blizzard workplace situation. We've got we've got a few different um, pieces to discuss now, but. We'll start off by just talking about some more lawsuit issues that the company has has been facing, um, specifically in regards to a sexual harassment lawsuit that um, is currently undergoing the um, preparations to be approved for $18 million. Um, so this is all according to a post uh, made by the Washington Post. Um, US Direct Judge Dale Fisher is preparing to approve this $18 million settlement between Activision Blizzard and the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Uh, Essentially, this lawsuit will cover things like compensating eligible um, claimants, continuing to enhance policies, practices, and training to prevent harassment and discrimination in the workplace, which is obviously a fantastic thing. Unfortunately, it's not the only lawsuit that is undergoing, I guess, um, preparation or confirmation within Activision Blizzard, which is obviously upsetting, but... Another positive, obviously something we covered earlier in, in the year, is that Microsoft have acquired Activision Blizzard. So I guess a chance for uh, an examination into this workplace is a possibility. One thing that does sort of indicate a, a better future, hopefully, for the employment 
of the company is that Microsoft have no intention of standing in the way of any unionization within Activision Blizzard, which is fantastic. Another thing we covered earlier on in the show is that employers within the workplace are wanting a union to be able to support themselves, support other workers, and Microsoft have come out and said, again, via the Washington Post, um, Lisa Tanzi has shared that they have no intention of getting in the way of this. She said that Microsoft respects Activision Blizzard's employees and their right to choose whether to be represented by a labor organization and that they will honor those decisions. So very upsetting times. It's fantastic to see this being spoken about, this being handled in an appropriate manner, being handled in the correct system, the justice system. But very upsetting news. Sad that we have to keep talking about it, but I think it is important to keep talking about it because, you know, as we've said before, these sorts of issues don't just plague you know, the gaming industry, they plague all industries, but, you know, on a grander scale, we're seeing it happen. Um, but I'd love to get your your thoughts on this. Connor, what do you, what do you make of this? Yeah, um, you can only hope for better days going forward. Um, we all want to be hopeful that the Microsoft acquisition will allow a, for a better work culture. But in regards to the... Um, the settlement as well yes um people will receive a settlement but i don't as much as okay yes people will be getting compensated but i don't think any amount of money in the world will replace the the trauma that employees at activision blizzard have faced um because we've gone in deep in some very disturbing things here. And I just don't think that any amount of money or any amount of money in a settlement will really exacerbate how badly this whole situation is. I just don't think a settlement is enough in this case. No, absolutely. I completely agree. I guess the the positive thing to come out of that is that something is being done about the issue, whether Agreed. I guess that's the, the best way to handle it. At least it isn't being swept under the rug. As you said, we've definitely gone deep into this. And I remember sort of discussing it last year. And, you know, originally the company came out and sort of denied the allegation. So we've come so far from that denial to now having it spoken about in an open and honest way, which is definitely a, an alternative to, I guess, sweeping under the rug. And thankfully it's come to light in such a huge way where it's taken, it's been, I think we really started talking about this in July of last year. So everything has moved very quickly. So it's good to see a result like this moving quickly. I hope that Potentially, these same results can happen to Ubisoft, who are also who we've also talked about in great detail. Um, but to see how quickly things are moving, this is a good step. Definitely, um, Zach, have you got anything to add to this? Yeah, I mean, moving on to sort of the second half of that bit of news, the unionization is fantastic to hear. I mean the games industry desperately needs more workers' protections uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, so knowing that uh, Microsoft will not be inhibiting or stepping in the way of any of those efforts is fantastic. And hopefully with a fairly big company that's gotten quite a bit of media attention, 
being able to form a union, hopefully that'll lead to a bit of a trend in the industry. I don't know if it will. That's just, you know, maybe wishful thinking, but I'm going to be a little bit wishful and hope it happens anyway, because it would be great to see steps being made, not only to, you know, not only in response to what's happened, but in efforts to actually prevent this sort of culture from building up again. And just from general workplace, like, discrimination and abuse and difficulties from continuing to occur. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like you said, I think the really important thing here is making sure that this doesn't continue happening, deconstructing any issues within, I guess, the company of Activision Blizzard, but other companies. And yeah, unionization is a fantastic thing. And like you said, Zach, hopefully this encourages other workplaces to come together you know it's definitely sort of new territory for the gaming industry so hopefully this is something that rather than a current rarity it becomes the norm which is what we want to see we want to see workplaces protected workers feeling safe in their workplaces which is so important um so it's really great that we can have these discussions before we head into our song as i said earlier you know if you do feel like any of the discussion we've had is triggering or anything is upsetting, please check out um, the numbers that we've mentioned earlier, Beyond Blue, 1300-224-636, Kids Helpline at 1800-55-1800 and QLife Helpline at 1800-184-527. Hi, I'm Elmza and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And right now we're talking about how GTA has a subscription service that for current gen it's been a Contract long time salt. coming. It's been oh, a long time God. coming. Do, do we really need It could be longer. Service? It could be longer. It, it could. It really could. But if GTA can't find a way to scam you out of more money, they haven't done their jobs. <laughs> well, it's called Grand Theft Auto for a reason. Yep. They're committing GTA to, to your wallet. But uh, Grand Theft Auto Plus is the new online subscription service for those wondering if it has a name. Yes, it does. Um, And it's currently now on both the Xbox Series X and S and PS5 consoles. Now, this is what, this is some of the benefits for your monthly fee. I'm just, I'm very curious. I want to hear some reactions here. So, 500,000 GTA dollar dues delivered automatically to your May's bank accounts. Just what I have been waiting uh, for. Oh, boy. Digital money. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, the principal divest eight along with a complimentary house special works upgrade. Um, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I know what house upgrade means. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to pay a subscription for it. If if I cancel my subscription, do I lose my house upgrade? Do the yes. GTA police <laughs> come and it, tear yeah. down part of my house? Am I forcefully they, evicted? All they your get data the GTA. Gets, all your data gets deleted. Your console, if, if you're playing on Xbox or PlayStation, <laughs> it actually goes up in flames. That's yeah, what happens. The, the GTA. Um, uh, someone from Rockstar repossess. will personally go to your house and destroy your console with a yes. baseball bat. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, the There's an auto shop located in La Mesa, introduces a, a, an assortment of gameplay updates from Los Santos, Los Santos tuners. Um, current auto shop owners can relocate to La Mesa at no additional cost. Um, okay, um, next up, waived LS car meet membership fees. 
current LS car meet members with GTA Plus will be reimbursed uh, $50,000 GTA dollar dues during the event period. Wow, cool. Yeah. Um, yacht owners can upgrade to the Aquarius super, super, super yachts um, at no additional cost. Um, great. So if you want a yacht with an aquarium in it, well, I mean, the additional cost is the price of the subscription, right? Exactly. Um, the Gousset, I'm a little confused. Uh, don't worry, there's more to it. A Gousset Frog Tee and Broker Prolapse Basketball Top and Shorts automatically added to your wardrobe. Um, okay. frog tea. A Frog T-shirt is worth it. Yeah. yeah. Are, are they just like... Are they just like... Um like creeping into your GTA house and like putting it yes. in while you're sleeping. <laughs> they are it's like Santa Claus, but instead it's a rock star employee. Um, <laughs> then we have the conveyor livery for the Mammoth Avenger and some other models of vehicles that I will not say because it's just gonna sound like I'm speaking in in code. Um, a selection of free paints and emblems for the auto shop. Huzzah! Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, got nothing? <laughs> All right, that's fine. Uh, three GTA dollar sign and RP House special works for race series. Okay. And then two car meet rep on street race series. Um, so I don't understand what any of that means, but this is, a, this is what you're getting for the month of April. So the subscription service has launched... Uh, I just, why would anyone buy this? Like, if if you're buying this, you are an idiot. <laughs> well, it, it has the energy of them trying to turn Grand Theft Auto into an MMO, but not fully committing to making it an MMO. Also, I would just like to point out, this is a streaming service. Essentially, it's like paying for Netflix. It's like, oh yeah you know, paying for my Netflix, paying for my GTA Plus um, <laughs> for a, like, 10-year-old game. Like, let's oh just... Oh, my God, let's, yeah. right. like, let's GTA just think 5 about is old. Like, this oh. is what gets me. And I'm, I'm sure that this subscription service is probably a sign of the future in terms of, I don't know, a next GTA title. I imagine that whatever they put out next will probably be connected to this. But who would buy this? I... Genuinely, as a gamer, I'm insulted by this, in all honesty. And even, Connor, you just going through that list of things, it's like all of that to me sounds like free DLC that fans should be getting. You know, something that they just drop and they go, here, have a T-shirt, you know, that's on us, rather than being like, let's take a monthly amount of real dollars, not GTA dollars, real dollars, out of your real account and we'll put it into your GTA account and we'll give you a T-shirt. Like, I just think it's... like like bizarre but also not bizarre because we cover gta all the time so like honestly are we surprised <laughs> like yeah, my genuine like, question is do you lose the items if you cancel your subscription because if you don't then it's not dlc it's not it's not a it's not a subscription it's just dlc bundles that they release each month but so so you must lose them if you cancel it otherwise or are they just trying to come up with a fancy word for dlc bundles because they don't want to just call it dlc I don't know, man. This has got more DLC packs than The Sims at this point. Um, Nathan, what were you going to say? Um, 
Oh, my car. <laughs> no, no, that's um, okay. Um, I'm sorry. I was I was just going to add this. Everything we're saying is the exact same thing we said about Fallout first when that drops. Yeah. This is the exact same thing. So uh, just want to add that in. It's it's what? just bizarre. And yeah, it's a good point that you make, Zach. It basically is just like paying every month for DLC. But you're right. Like, surely if if it is a subscription service, then technically, like, you would lose all of the content that comes with the subscription, which would, again, like, let's just, we need to talk about it. This game is 10 years old. Like, gamers, I know you love GTA. If people want to buy this, that's fantastic. Good for you. Um, personally, I think this is just criminal, in all honesty. This is ridiculous yeah. that, that they're asking gamers who have, you know, been invested in this game, kept this game alive for so many years to then on top of their support, pay a monthly fee for a t-shirt and some additional paints and emblems for their vehicles. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing, um, I think I think Rockstar is pretending to be EA. <laughs> they're, they're cosplaying as EA. And we have just some absolutely Looney Tunes-style bit of news here. Uh, Bungie are suing people or attempting to sue unknown people who filed copyright claims against a whole bunch of Destiny content on YouTube, including from Bungie's own channel, which YouTube somehow didn't think, wow, maybe this is a, this is a fake claim. Uh, what? <laughs> How did this happen? How did we get um... here? That's that's nothing new though. YouTube systems have been flawed for years upon years though. Like this is yes, this but is this something is just that happens a very to... no you guys particular... This is this is just a very particular like yes, YouTube has a hilariously bad copyright system. The creators of a game trying to find out who filed a copyright strike against their own content is you know this is what i thought a dystopia would look like when i was a child <laughs> what is the world we're living in well this is just i've i'm i'm not surprised by this because once again youtube's copyright systems they they tend to favor the accuser rather than the accused here so I'm not at all shocked by this. Um, and on top of that, isn't there like a whole system where you can report the claim, but then it has to go to court. And then if they don't respond in like 30 days, then the, then the claim has been removed or something like that. Um, yeah. This is just a whole silly thing. Yeah. It's, it's very odd and to sort of, I guess, give it a, a bit more context as well. Um, you know, Bungie have been very open about talking about this. It seems like they're very happy to have sort of the intricacies of this situation, you know, in the public sphere. And it's kind of backfiring on, on them because I don't really think the public are supporting them. Obviously, it's a tricky situation. But I think the the thing here is that, you know, like going after anonymous people and, you know, more context as well, um, via Torrent Freak, who sort of reported some of the details of this, Um Bungie believes that the takedowns were sent from a newly created Gmail account that was intended to mimic an address used by the publisher's current anti-piracy partner. So it's 
an interesting situation and also bizarre that we've got all of these details already at the forefront. I would have thought a situation like this would be dealt with sort of within the company, within court if need be, but they're kind of just airing out the dirty laundry in a way and and wanting everyone to know what's going on. I think it's just bizarre, like you said, Zach. I mean, they have, like, Bungie have very publicly sort of not accused YouTube, like that's a very strong word, but confronted YouTube about their uh, copyright system for being, well, terrible, which, yeah, fair enough. And I think maybe they're trying to draw media attention to it is kind of what it feels like to me. It's like they don't want YouTube to be able to sweep this under the rug because, yeah, it affects content creators. It affects, well, honestly, it just affects everyone on YouTube pretty much across the board. Like I could list everyone on YouTube, but there's no point. It affects everyone because it's just terrible. Anyone can copyright claim basically anything. Yeah, and I guess like you said, I think the the bigger issue I think here is definitely sort of this standoff between Bungie and YouTube. Um, you know, Bungie did say sort of in regards to the lawsuit, um, this is a direct quote, that given the ease with which malicious actors can exploit YouTube's flawed DMCA practice and harm Bungie's community, Bungie brings this action to recover from the John Doe defendant's um, torturous and illegal conduct and frankly to demonstrate to anyone else stupid enough to volunteer as a defendant by targeting Bungie's community for similar attack that they will be met by legal process. So tricky thing here is there's a bit of an underlying threat to that which I don't think is the the best way to go about it not sure about Bungie's PR team there and maybe the exact wording of that quote but it's it's a, a tricky situation I just not sure if the sort of radical response Bungie have had the almost aggressive response towards YouTube is gonna benefit I guess the the situation in any way what I love is the Bungie Bungie has the money and the lawyers to do this um, compared to upon millions and millions of content creators that will face copyright strikes that can't defend themselves with a lawyer because they may not be able to afford one. Um, this is just one of those rare cases of someone who can do it be like, come at me, bro. Yeah. Today, we're giving our subscriptions like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. You get a subscription service. You get a subscription service. Everybody gets a subscription service. And boy, we got a doozy of a one here. Um, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now are merging together like one big love child to provide us a Game Pass like like kind of service um i want to break down i want to break this down for you so we got quite a few options here so i want to hear some of the comments as i go through these so so to start off with we've this has been in the works for quite some time game pass has just sort of been i think half the reason why people will get an xbox due to the value for money you get um with game pass so it was only going to be a matter of time that sony was going to release an equivalent um so under the playstation plus a banner so uh are you uh, both nathan zach are you both ready to hear what some of these features will be yeah all right awesome too so to start off we got the playstation plus essential so it provides the same benefits um as the playstation plus so literally it's the exact same as playstation plus yep cool makes sense yeah. yep uh, then we have PlayStation Plus Extra. 
and provides all of the benefits from above and adds a catalog of 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from the PlayStation Studios catalog and third parties. Now, it it does say up to 400. And yeah, so it might be less than 400 sometimes. Potentially, but... I want to ask both of your opinions here. Does the idea of having PS4 and PS5 games excite you at all in this position? I mean, I mean maybe? honestly, <laughs> like the way I see this entire service is it's just simplifying PlayStation Now. It's just because PlayStation Now being a separate service from PlayStation Plus was always kind of confusing. I don't really, like, I don't really care about this subscription service, but I don't think it's bad. It's just, like, yeah, it makes so much sense that they would just merge PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus together. It makes no sense that it took this long to do it. But Uh, putting them under the one banner just kind of fits. And as well, keep in mind, all of these will be downloadable to your console. So the same with Game Pass, they will be downloaded into the console itself. So no cloud streaming for you. PlayStation Plus Premium. Yeah, that's another one as well. Now, this one, we get a little bit more interesting. Nathan, I want to hear you spat off the benefits that we get with the premium version. So it provides all of the benefits from the essential and extra tiers, so all the ones we talked about previously. Uh, It adds up to 340 additional games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming, um, a catalogue of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. Um, offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. Customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PCs. And time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier. So customers can um, try select games before they buy. Okay. Now, the I think the biggest one that jumps off the page for potentially some people is why are PS3 games being available only via cloud streaming? Um, simply put, PS3 games are hard to emulate. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. If, like, if you're it wondering makes why. sense. It, it it does. It really like, does. Pl- the PlayStation Now was basically uh, an excuse to give people PlayStation Three games on the PlayStation Four. Uh, it it all kind of just makes sense to merge them all together. I I personally would have liked to see, um, a a bit of an actual list of some of the games that would be yeah, offered rather than just you yes. know the beloved titles it's like well what titles do you consider exactly. beloved uh, i also I, I think it could have been nice to offer some classic games under the extra tier instead of saving them all for premium uh, like it would have been nice to give a bit of nostalgia but like... i honestly think this is fine unlike the grand theft auto subscription service like this doesn't anger me or whatever this just this felt like it the only thing that this does is confuse me as to why it took this long to get here like yeah. I, I will say though, I am glad to see the PSP generation get some shine because the PSP had some good games. Like now that I can play Loco Roco in 4K, 60 frames per second, like a champ. 
and then as well but yeah i do agree i wish there was a list for the classic games as someone who is a diehard playstation one guy where it's like okay but uh what games are you going to make available on this service that's going to be like mm-hmm. this is going to be the reason why so and i hope um, that it brings some attention to lesser known um playstation one and playstation two games sorry nathan um you go ahead i completely cut I've- you off there I was going to say, um, do you think that this is a bit too little too late since, like, Xbox already has, like, a kind of a head start now that they've already got um, the Xbox, I don't think whatever so. it's called? Like, I don't think so, per se. I think it's too late, not in the sense that uh, it's not going to be able to compete with Game Pass because they were never going to be able to compete with Game Pass. PlayStation Now was never competition to Game Pass. Um I just think it's too late in the sense that, yeah, I just don't know why it took them this long to do it. Uh, it it feels well. like such an obvious step. The The only other, sorry, Connor, uh, the only other thing that I am sort of curious about is I don't know if they'll be offering games day one, which Game no. Pass is a big, like that's a prominent feature of Game Pass. That is one complaint that I have heard, and the answer was no. Hmm... So that, yeah, that's going to be a blow. Be, as well, I think Game Pass is a more, it is a much, it is a much better service for the pricing because it's a relatively, like it, it's still a monthly subscription, but it's a relatively fairly priced monthly subscription. Um, with this, I have a feeling it's going to be a bit more pricey than you than what we would want for what is on offer, um, especially with what Game Pass currently offers yeah i will say nothing about this subscription service annoys me but nothing really blows me away either you know what does the most cheer worthy video game moments as a little homage to the oscars most cheer worthy movie moments we aren't the oscars we're better than the oscars and i've got one right off the bat because i spoke about it ad nauseum last year Every single Super Smash Brothers character reveal. Okay, good, good. Every single one, but also Sora getting a Smash oh, was just. And then you, you had me, but then you lost me. <laughs> no, okay, I refuse to lose you. It was such a fun moment. It was something people had been asking for for so long. To see it happen was just so cool. It was so fun. But what about you, Connor? If, if that's not good enough for you, what is? Okay, so I'm going to take this in two different contexts. Now, I'm going to start with with online gaming, specifically Apex Legends, when you're in an intense firefight in the final two, like in the final two squads, and you get the, when you, you yourself get the winning kill or kills, and you just, you, you're, you're let out like a let's go, and just, you know, stuff your face full of flaming hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew to celebrate. Um, but it, but to be serious, I think probably the biggest cheer-worthy moment for me. Yeah, this was this was when watching this is two times when watching the Game Awards, so specifically in the same uh, in two two years back to back. So 2018's uh, Game Awards. The biggest cheer-worthy moment for me was the announcement of Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel when it had that first initial trailer. That was like, I got up and I cheered. Then the following year, when they when Microsoft announced the Xbox Series X, so the first ever reveal trailer, 
And the first game they showed on it was Hellblade 2 Senua's Saga. Now, I remember watching that trailer in the office at Sin. And this was in the middle of the day because we had Player One on that same day. Um, I was watching and because there were people in the office, I had to be quiet when I cheered, but people still heard me. And they're like, oh, geez, Connor's excited. Um, but that was like the biggest cheer-worthy moment for me, those two announcements, because Hellblade and Crash are two of my favourite franchises. Um, one for me that's kind of recent is um, the announcement of Space Marine 2. I was so happy when they announced that. So, so happy. Yeah, I think announcements is a big one. Um, my first one is probably my favorite gaming moment and here we go folks it's a lenny on player one so of course i have to talk about mass effect um but i think mass effect 2 is such a great game and for me you know the final game the final mission of mass effect 2 the suicide mission you know it's well known for being like such a great mission in in gaming history so i remember the first time getting through that mission with my whole squad intact everyone was alive you know just the ending of that game is so epic the score is amazing you know, you destroy the collector base, you make it through the Amiga 4 relay, and then you tell the elusive man to shove it, and then you just leave. And I love it because it's so badass. I always love the end of Mass Effect games, but that particular mission, I think, is such a cheerworthy moment. But in terms of sort of announcements or reveals, I think nothing will ever come close to this. And we have spoken about Breath of the Wild 2 a ah. lot and finding out about trailers. But for me, I still remember the first proper trailer we got for Breath of the Wild. I remember we got in a few teasers, a few little 30-second things, but when we got that first two-minute-long trailer, like the story trailer, and I still remember hearing the voice acting for the first time, you hear Impa's voice, and I completely just lost my marbles. I genuinely and have no shame in admitting that I got quite emotional and was tearing up because that trailer was something, like, just unbelievable. The game was amazing and from then on like my hype for that game was just cemented and I think nothing will ever top that I mean who knows Breath of the Wild 2 will probably top it if we ever get a proper trailer but yeah I, I, I still watch that trailer sometimes oh so do I okay. every now and then it comes up yep. on my recommended and I <laughs> always when I and then I go through the YouTube comments and it's the whole like let's be honest this isn't your first time watching this trailer and I'm like <laughs> yep personally I, I, attacked I get that with the Doom Eternal trailer because I remember seeing that for the first time and just being beyond hyped for it. And when it eventually came out, that was like a cheer-worthy moment for me, sitting, standing in line on March 20th, 2020, the same day as Animal Crossing New Horizons and being like out of the 12 people in line, me being the only one that's asking for Doom Eternal, that was like my big thing. I love that. Um, and I guess another, this is a more controversial one, I think, because I know some people don't like this, but for me, the ending of Bioshock Infinite, when you oh. get to the lighthouses and Elizabeth does the whole, there's always a lighthouse that like just blew my mind. I think that was like a cheer worthy moment because I love the storytelling of Bioshock. And then the way they just ended that game and everything linked together. I just like, I remember just like staring at my TV and I was like, this is so amazing. This is so fantastic. This is why I love like, you know, narrative driven video games because the, that reveal for me was like so exciting. I was like, if I could give the developers a pat on the back, I would. Um, 
but yeah nathan have you got any other ones you want to share with us before we wrap up um not really i can't really think of any i'm not really good with the memories see i'm a very nostalgic gamer i'm that person i'm like zach i rewatch game reveals game trailers Always. all the time i'm sorry it's so embarrassing oh, honestly. Okay. I, I i have one i think when they revealed the new god of war i was like, so yeah that's solid that that was a good reveal because were you a fan of the original trilogy nathan yeah i played it as a kid even though i probably shouldn't have we've all been there no same and i was i guess because i have a greek background as well but i learned so much about greek mythology from god of war and i remember like my third grade teacher being like how do you know all this and me being like (laughs) oh the god of war video games And (laughs) and then her being like my 17-year-old son plays those games. <laughs> I think we need to have a meeting. <laughs> yeah, this is suspicious. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to make of this. My little my little pupil bonding yeah. over video games that my older teenage son plays. That's quality. Yeah, I'm not sure um Kratos was ever actually in Greek mythology. No. No, but you know, the Greek gods, you know, some of the mythological creatures, they were all there. And now folks, anyone who's tuned into Player One before would know that we've hit that time. It's it's the quiz. And now anyone who tuned in last week would know that I absolutely demolished the quiz. I was the reigning champ, came out on top, and now I have been bestowed the honor of coming up with the questions. And I would like to say that there was a theme going into this. I started off with a theme. The theme kind of took a turn. So you'll probably notice, fellas, that it gets a bit out of sorts later on. (laughs) But I will like to say that if anyone can guess what my original theme was, you will get 10 bonus points. That's how confident I am. We're like, whose line is it anyway? Wow. But that's how confident I am that I messed it up. So that's (laughs) me having faith in my disaster. But of course, anyone who's never listened to our quizzes before, I'll read out questions. Everyone will buzz in with their names. Whoever I hear first has a go. If they get it right, they get a point. If not, it goes to the next best. So before we get started, can everyone give me a test of your buzzers? Nathan. Zach. Connor. Fabulous. Alrighty. And now question one, I think is quite an easy one to get us started. Um, in the Uncharted series, what is the name of Nathan Drake's brother? Zach. Oh, Zach. Sam. Ding, ding, ding. A good start for you, Zach. That's shows up in the fourth that. game and never mentioned before then. Yeah, I was like, I, I've never played an Uncharted game, so I would not have a clue here. There we, that, and that's correct. Yeah. He does show up in the fourth game, having never been discussed ever. But then it's like, oh yeah, the brother. It, so it, my brother, who I love so much. Yeah, it's just like just out of nowhere. It's like, oh yeah, Nathan Drake has a brother now. Yeah. Oh, fun. Literally. And that's where the movies have done a better job because obviously they've they've brought him in earlier. But the benefit of hindsight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, question two: What year did the first Last of Us game come out? Connor. Connor. Um, it was 2013. Correct. Yeah, Dang. I, a fun fun anecdote that I like to tell. Um, the first time I played The Last of Us, um, I was in high school and had I was uh, bedridden and sick for like a week. So what do you do when you're bedridden and sick? You borrow a copy of The Last of Us and play through the entire thing. It's true. Also, that- can, I just, can I just take a stab? The theme isn't Naughty Dog Games, is it? It feels like it is. Yeah, that would be a good guess. <laughs> like that. 
No, it's much it's much okay. worse than that. I promise. Okay. Would it be like would it be cinematic games? No, you you guys are giving me too much credit here. This okay. Is, <laughs> is it games that um have gotten or will get um um live action portrayals? No. And what I will do is I will let you know when the theme diverges. So then you want so so far we're still keeping to the theme, but then I will tell you (laughs) when it really changes up. But question three. In Batman Arkham Knight, who is revealed to be the main villain of the game? Nathan. Zach. Nathan. Oh damn, Nathan. Ah, it was I why can't I remember his name? It was one of the Robins. Um One of the previous Robins, um, the one who died, well, apparently died. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I'm going to throw it to the other two. Do any of you know the name? Zach? I think, I I believe it's Jason Todd. That is correct. That is correct. Sorry, Nathan, I was going to give it to you if the others didn't know the name, but Zach, that is correct. I was like, it's either Jason Todd or Dick Grayson, and I can't remember which one. I was thinking, like, are we saying real names or, like, their Robin gimmick names, like Nightwing or something like that? Because I think, wasn't that Robin? No, well, he's Red Hood. Yeah, Um, he's Robin, he becomes Red Hood or something like that, yeah. Um, But yes, Jason Todd, very, very good, Zach. That means you're on two, Connor's on one. Nathan, you just missed out there, unfortunately. But um, second last question before we head into some music. Uh, You know, the the Far Cry series is known for having awesome villains. Now, everyone, you have a chance to name one villain. Connor. Go ahead. Okay, so... One villain, give me. All right, so we've... I think the the most obvious one is uh, Vast Montenegro. Very nice. That's a point for you. Nathan, Zach, got any Far Cry villains you know the names of? No. I, I know I know more. Absolutely none. No. I know more. I think Jason Far- Todd. <laughs> Funnily enough, no, yeah, could you imagine that's the theme of the quiz? It's every so, appearance Jason Todd has made. Now, I will ask this. Will I get extra points if I name these ones? No, but please feel okay. free. Go ahead if you um, want to. So I believe Far Cry 2 was a dude named the Jackal. Correct. Very um, nice. Then Far Cry 4 was Pagan Min. Very nice. And then Far Cry 5 had three main villains, which one of them was Joseph Seed. Nice. Um, uh, then the, was it, was it Lilith or Ella? I, 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 the only one that I, I think I vividly remember was Joseph Seed from Far Cry 5. And you've, you've done well. Um, very impressed. I thought surely, surely Zach or Nathan could get at least one more. Maybe Pagan Min I, I thought was pretty popular. I have no, nothing uh, Vast Montenegro was the peak. Yes. But then... They tried to create a vast for every game, and I would say for the most part, it didn't work. Because which no- one's the one that wears the purple suit and has the white pagan hair? Min. That's pagan min. That's pagan, pagan min. min. That's the only one I've seen. Well, well, that's okay because our next question has nothing to do with Far Cry, so you're very oh, lucky, all God. of you. Um, now, not including spin-offs, DLC, or collections, how many main title Borderlands games are there? Connor. Connor? Um, okay, so not counting stuff like, for example, Tales of the Borderlands. No. Nope. Would we count the pre-sequel? Yes. Then there would be... Then there'd be four. 
Correct. Very, very well done. That's why I yeah, was that, very that's clear. Where, that's where it's like, does the pre-sequel count? But yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. Very nice. Correct. Four. Very, very well done. And um, on, How on do the- you get the turning off point? Oh, for your uh, of the theme. The, the not, theme not yet, because my first oh. question, my first question in the second half is still related to my theme. And now we're in the second half of our quiz as it stands. Connor's leading the way on three points. Zach is just behind on two, and Connor, sorry, and Nathan hopefully is gonna get on the board. So this second half he's on zero, but to let everyone listening in know, off air, the the folks guessed it. They guessed what my attempt at a theme was. Um, if anyone listening in guessed it, I'll be very impressed with you. But so far, all of the questions have had some connection to famous voice actor Troy Baker. For example, of course, he's in the Uncharted series. He does Sam Drake's voice. You know, he does a villain in Far Cry. But you'll notice this second half of the quiz kind of becomes a bit <laughs> of a mess. And, and that's okay. I just wanted to keep everyone on their toes. So... I apologize for anyone listening in because there's not a lot of continuity here. But question six, when did Spider-Man Miles Morales release? Connor. Uh, Connor. 2020. It was a launch title for the PS5. Correct. Very well done. Very well done. That puts you on four. But I have faith that Zach and Nathan (laughs) can take it home now. Um, Particularly, Zach, I've got a bit of hope for you here, but we'll see. Um, Question seven. Not including re-releases or remakes, how many mainline Legend of Zelda games oh, feature gosh. feature Link in the title? Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Okay, so you've got Zelda 2 Adventure of Link. You've got Link's Awakening. Uh, there's... God, no, I'm blanking. Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds. So that's four so far. I believe that's actually... Oh, wait. I don't remember the handheld games. I think that's it. I think it's just four. That's correct. I was worried yeah. there because you were yeah. doubting yourself. But no. <laughs> yeah, because they... I, I, I completely forgot that there were games on the DS and I was just like, what are they called? No, Phantom Hourglass. Oh, th- I'm so glad you didn't include uh, the Zelda CDI games because otherwise there would have oh, been God. a few missing. <laughs> no, no, we play one, we go for quality always. But next question, question eight. Uh, what video game franchise is known for having a weapon that has a chainsaw attached to an assault rifle? Uh, Nathan. Connor. Oh, Nathan? Yeah, Nathan. Gears of War. Ding, ding, ding. And I'll give you a chance here for some bonus points, Nathan. Uh, do you know what the name of the weapon is? Uh, <laughs> I don't, no, I don't. <laughs> I threw you a bone and you threw it away. That's okay. One point for you, though. You're on the board. Very exciting. What We've is got- the give us the name. Oh, it's the Lancer, of course. Lancer. Uh. The Lancer. Um, now, two two more questions left. Um, and this is a simple true or false, so everyone will get a chance to answer oh. before I reveal. Oh, wow. Um, true or false? Troy Baker voices a character in Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Zach, true or false? True. Connor, true or false? Well, Troy Baker's in everything, so true. <laughs> Nathan, true or false? I've got to say false. Well, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he, of course, voices Kai Lang, a very annoying villain, not one of his oh, best characters, that's God. for sure. But as Connor said, he's in everything. And we did reveal that my attempt at a theme was Troy Baker related. Um, so I thought everyone would get points there. Nathan, again, I threw your bone. You <laughs> away. That's okay. But last question, and this is, the chance to really come back. People have the chance to get lots of points, but 
question 10 folks the bioshock series is known for its plasmids slash vigors oh okay here we go oh no one point for each that you can name okay connor so go ahead all right now uh it's been a while since i played bioshock but you have uh I think one of the ones that comes to my mind, which I use quite frequently, um, telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Um, you have flames. I need real names. Here, oh, you mate. need real names. Fl- okay. Flames is not going to cut is it. it. Is it called hot rod? <laughs> nope. Okay. Um, I'm going to be a very brutal sh- quiz master. Now. I, I, I I do respect that. Um, I believe the the one with the bees is hive. Nope. No. Okay. Oh. Um, there's a mind control one, but I don't know if it's just mind control or whatnot. Um, Ah, shoot. This, yeah, I forget the names. Um, He went in all confident, didn't he, folks? He was like, oh, God, this is telekinesis. He really did. I was. I was like, oh, yeah, now the exact names. Um, I believe I I don't want to just shock. Is shock a name one or just am I net? Yeah. Okay, then I'm I'm wrong entirely. Then just telekinesis. Well, look, you got one point, so that's yeah, exciting. I'll take that. Zach, Nathan, chance to get lots right, of points um, here. Yeah, I'll I'll buy it, Zach. Um, oh. so oh, wait, I stopped playing Bioshock a couple of months ago because I found it too spooky. Uh, but can I name telekinesis as well? Do I get a point for that no, as well? No, no, we need different ones. God damn it! Um, <laughs> okay, I believe there's one called Ignite. Uh, it's not it's, it's like ignite or is ignition no you're close yeah. no? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry oh. Zach or like igneous <laughs> it's, that, it's igneous that sounds, something that's Harry like, Potter mate we're not, not it, it does genre. the fire um, I think the lightning one isn't called shock I think it's just called lightning you know this i feel like every time i do a quiz i get personally offended by how little people know about things i'm so <laughs> passionate about is no, i have played, played i've played a, i've I played, played like like two or three hours of bioshock one i've beaten um, both bioshock one there's, and two um oh I, god oh wait um either. no wait 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 there's the there's the big daddy one there's the big daddy one the one that makes them uh your friend what's it called um uh what's it called uh, <laughs> Uh, it, oh god! It's like you throw a glob of goo at a big daddy, and it becomes your friend. Um, so funnily enough, that's I not think the name it's just of the called, I think it's just called hypnosis or something like that. Oh, you're so close, Zach. Like, I know. No, is it called hypnotize big daddy? Correct. Is that its name? Bang. Yeah, hypnotize big daddy. That's one. Uh, if I can get one more, I think I I beat Connor. If I can get one I, more, I think you um, might tie. I think you'll tie. Oh, you I know. To... I tie with Connor if I can get one more, uh, and I definitely <laughs> have them somewhere in my brain. I can't access my mind palace and get them right now, though. You can't be um, all Sherlock. Can I just say that the bees one is called bees? Um, <laughs> Not the bees. Not the bees. Funnily enough, it's not called bees. Um, but you get the one point. I'm giving you the one point for hypnotize right. big daddy. Okay, well, um, you know, as I recover from hearing that news, I'll <laughs> I'll list off some of the most famous plasmids. Oh god, I'm gonna... We've of course got Electrobolt. Ah oh. we have which you were so oh, close, god. Zach, broke my heart, incinerate. Incinerate, oh, incinerate. No. You know, oh god. Anyone who needs to cool down, we've got winter blast. You know, what else have we got? I'm trying to think. You know, th- I mean, the one? 
The B one is insect swarm. Oh no! It's not just called. It's not just and called bees. Was, and that was it's my go-to. It's not just called bees. It's not like B double E Z bees. Bees. But on that note, folks, it is the end of our quiz. And Connor, I really, I really need to stop writing the quizzes to make sure you don't win. But Connor, you are the reigning <laughs> champ. Honestly. Damn right. You're a, you're a pro right. you're a pro of the quiz, but that's okay. For everyone listening in, I hope you enjoyed my attempt at a theme. If anyone was listening in and is like, why did the player one crew not know anything about Bioshock? Hit us up on Twitter on our socials. Let us know so we can evolve and be better gamers for you all. But I think now it's time to switch the sign to closed. We've packed up, and Eleni, for the last time tonight, tell tell people where they can find us. Of course. Well, yes, anyone tuning in, um, we love social media. We're, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Player1Sin. If you ever want to get in touch, let us know, give us feedback on the content, hit us up on all of those social media outlets. We'll keep you tuned in on any cool content we've come, got coming up. So stay tuned for all of that on the socials. Of course, we upload weekly podcast edits of the show, which you can find on Omni, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify by Player1. Zach, what would you like to say to our listeners? Uh, I want to say that if you want to catch more of me, you should check out the Naughty Roots show. That's every Sunday from 8 p.m. That is Sin's home of sex and relationships. Every week, we chat all things that you need to know. You can ask us questions. If you want to submit a question, just hit up our socials. Those are at Naughty Roots Sin on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Or you can go to the naughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask to submit a question completely anonymously. Don't need an account or anything like that. So hit us up and we might just feature you on the show. But for now, <laughs> farewell. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye from Player One.